Yeah, we might as well start on the thing since it's um so he hit me back um a couple days like late to reply uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and that's so yeah he he has um we haven't talked so you know I don't know what where his headspace is I don't know if Aaron even has the footage for does it science I mean I'm not entirely sure if he remembered to take it off of his camera. Like the episode that we shot here. Like, because I, I don't know. I haven't been over there and I told him to, but that doesn't mean that he remembered to. I have no idea. I have no idea what, what happened with with all of that. That'll be something to. We, we filmed all those. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Although honestly, your hair is just is getting like long enough now that we could redo the that first scene with your actual actual hair. No, it works fine. Could we just do that? Just the one cut when you pull the wig off would be with oh the w yeah. with the wig. We yeah. just film everything up to that point <laughs> with your with your hair now. Or, you know, more realistically in, like, three months. Probably a lot longer than that. I wonder what happened to that wig. Um. I bet it's, like, all knotted. That, the texture of it. Yeah. It was all over your face and in your eyes. It's out there somewhere, folks. No, not re not really. It's in it's in pieces. I'm, I'm sure the the reason files are well, not yeah. We yeah, we shot there. They're on my computer somewhere. Um, fucking. You guys still haven't seen Spider-Man? Nope. No. I'm sorry. I know it sucks. We can't do anything. I know. That's it's like literally only because of my work schedule. Yeah, and I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Why not? Because you said you didn't want me to. I didn't say that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You never said that. <laughs> you just looked like I kicked a puppy whenever I said I'd go with Zach and Aaron. Oh, it's because I couldn't find a ride that night. What? No, it was because you, you were at work. Yeah, and, and I thought with the time explanation you weren't going to be able to get me and I was going to have an issue finding a ride. My brothers were at Boy Scouts that night. 
But I explained that that wasn't the case, right? Yeah, that was fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, you should see it. But as far as content goes, it doesn't matter until you both see it because we can't talk about it. Right. Without yeah. her, so. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, just in terms of seeing it, you can't, because you just can't at all. <laughs> uh, hopefully you haven't been completely spoiled on it yet, but you're running out of whatever grace the internet has on that. For sure. I, r I really haven't been spoiled on it at all. I mean, there's there's one thing that I think is like the obvious thing that right. people assumed mm -hmm. about the movie, but other than that. I haven't seen anything. I also don't really hang out on forums or anything like that, so. See, I don't, forums seem to be a lot more respectful to me. Like, it's, it's the fucking random memes on, like, Facebook or Twitter that, like, and it could be because I have context that I feel like it gives too much context away, but um, that's where I, I feel like it kind of, like, rides that rides the line a little bit of a potentially spoiling something. But yeah, you're you're right. Um so Goose, you was not with us last week, so you're not no. here for the first episode of um Boba Mando. Um <laughs> but what are your quick quick thoughts on the on the show in general to catch up with where we're at. Oh, the just week. over the first episode? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Boba Fett and his whole storyline in general, but it took a little bit for the first episode to catch me. I was kind of just like, what, what is happening? Why does this matter? Yeah. But um, a little over halfway through, I was, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. In these last several episodes, I'm really into it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like it gets, it gets better with each episode. Um and I like I talked about it with my coworkers and they have some opinions as well, which I found interesting. Yeah, people were up upset that Boba was not very swole in the first episode, which Dude um, just came out of a yeah a pit. Yeah, I was gonna, gonna say fucking uh spending some time in the fucking digestive system will do that to you. But why does he need to be swole? He's supposed to be the most badass honey bounder. Right. Honey bounder. <laughs> it's I mean it's the it's yeah. the loop thing all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit last time. What I, what I what I mean though specifically is that like in the original trilogy he was kind of a little twink. Right. From what I remember. He's just a little guy. It's like a little guy. Yeah, he was wearing Chanel boots. <laughs> It's yeah. a big meme on Tumblr right now. I'm sorry. Was he? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, it in the original trilogy. Apparently, yes. He's wearing Chanel yeah. boots. Huh. Moving past it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even it's even more weird, and and more like revealing of like people's inability to to separate basically glorified fan fiction uh, from what's actually presented in the movies. Because, like, 
know, at, least, at least Luke has has a character, and you can debate whether or not that's accurately portrayed in The Last Jedi. I think that it is, but you can have a fair conversation about, you know, whether Luke is consistent or not. But there's no there there with Boba Fett. Right. You know, people are just completely just pulling out of either their headcanon or out of, you know, the expanded universe romanticization of yeah. of the character and everything. Um, well, I just think Helmet Boy should be tougher because right. he had a helmet. And <laughs> <laughs> he was all standing near Vader when he was doing stuff. Um, but yeah, the first episode is was fine. We talked about that last week. You can listen to in the episode below or ab- above this, you know, the one that came out last week, um, which you obviously did because you you follow and listen to this podcast on whatever podcast service that you that you use. Um, then we haven't talked about episode two, so. How'd you feel? What are your, what are your thoughts? Um, it kind of felt like, um, I mean, this is going to be super obvious, but this is, uh, this is fucking dances with Banthas. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Like that was my, that was my reaction, especially after the train was like, you know, we've had a lot of very overt Kurosawa in yeah. the last couple years. There's the, the couple episodes of Visions. There was obviously the Village episode in in Mando. Um, there's yeah. episodes in like uh, Rebels or Clone Wars or whatever. But Star Wars has never leaned this hard into the Western aspect as they did in Episode Two, to me. Yeah. Like it was just it was completely. And this entire show is, you know, is very, very space western. Fucking hardened bounty hunter returns to fucking frontier town after fucking living with the with the indigenous people and learning their ways to become a uh, a fucking law and order fucking sheriff cleaning up the town. You know what I mean? Like it's very, it's very fucking like. It's almost the Steven Seagal fucking <laughs> 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 yeah. plotline. Um. Could you imagine if the <laughs> if he was starring in this? <laughs> he insists on wearing shades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really really love that and love the uh, like the the portrayal of the of the Tuscans in this in the in episode episode two. Yeah, the uh, that that's one of the things I had to remark to Goose while we were watching it was that I didn't expect us to get like characterization out of Tuscans, like it's been the main like fucking lore dump we've had so far. Oh, for sure. Which is cool. It is super cool. Like, I also never put it together that fucking Tatooine was covered in water at one point. Yeah, and that it's just not anymore. Yeah, I d- I didn't get it either until. Yeah. Um, th- I think this is the first time that it's been like brought up or confirmed in canon that okay. that it was. Um, it's crazy. 
I love the fucking traditions of the sand people, except for the whole like enslaving people and stuff. Right. But um, the <laughs> the thing where you okay, the, so the can we talk about the their equivalent of the uh, spirit journey? That oh, yes. <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> I have a gift. So uh, apparently, you like blow powder into somebody's face that entices a small lizard to crawl into their brain right. or stomach or wherever and give them a hallucination that will draw them to a specific tree mm-hmm. in the desert right? and convince them to break off a branch that will then be used to make their gaffy stick. Gaffy stick. Yeah. So it's a gaffy tree. Is that what it is? I guess so. And that would make sense, I yeah. guess. We'll, we'll go with that. Maybe the, the lizard is a gaffy thing lizard as well and it's all just <laughs> <laughs> the same organism split right. into three or two whatever two uh entities because how maybe it's like you know what i bet it is what's that um i bet those lizards have a very intense uh uh fucking uh mating ritual in which they're very hostile to other male species but all the females live on the gaffy tree and so (laughs) whenever they receive a certain amount of a certain nutrient that they get in the powder that fucking uh uh (laughs) they blew in boba's face that uh yeah it gives them enough juice to 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 get there and (laughs) and so they pilot the nearest fucking uh organism to <laughs> to the gaffy tree so that they can go out and fuck, <laughs> and the sand or the Tuscan Raiders have just uh fucking <laughs> adapted this into a part of their culture. I thought the whole thing was that the lizard didn't leave your body until. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, it could. No, what I'm saying is it could leave oh. whenever he gets to the tree, and and he goes and fucks, and then it comes back, <laughs> right? Into you, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> just drop, just would not much just drop my lizard friend off for a booty call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's the only. That's the only way I can put it together, but because it's just nonsense. <laughs> otherwise, I mean, I've it's nonsense regardless. But like, it's cool. It's fucking unique as hell. Yeah, I like how Bob's like. I'm sorry. I think I swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> It's like somebody <laughs> drops acid on your tongue <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I swallowed it. Yeah. Is this supposed to happen? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, he was just so like a lizard. Nice, thank you. But why? <laughs> He just was so accepting. Oh, yeah. He didn't uh, want to be disrespectful. I will let it guide me. <laughs> and when they went to go make the stick, no one looked at me and was like, are they going to fuck? I was like, yeah, because we had so much of the uh, dances with Bantha stuff going on. That was the only element that was really missing. Right. Was him falling in love with a uh, native woman. I've never seen that movie, so. So, I mean, all you need to know is that in in this yeah. analogy, Tuscan Raiders are <laughs> Native Americans, and uh, Boba is a uh, like a 
cavalry soldier. Like one of the genocide people in uh, <laughs> the U.S. Army. No, it doesn't narrow it down. Fuck. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and we got the fucking hut. And what seems to be our um, our antagonism this this season, but as we'll get to next episode, it doesn't seem like that's gonna be as big of an big of a deal as it as it seemed to be in the in the first episode B- or the second episode. But why, with all of like the beautiful like practical creatures that we've gotten in this and in Mando and in the in the sequel movies? Why are the huts still CGI? They look so shitty. They look so like weird and out of out of place. That's a good point. And I think huts look like that regardless. But they're they definitely don't look as good as like the the puppet ones. Yeah, they're just weird and disgusting, so well I don't sure. want to look at them. Maybe yeah. that's why they were like big old flat side. <laughs> <laughs> we were having fun with the idea of like the writers slipping uh like slurs or like curse words into like the java yeah. language right and we got some uh, some deep lore cameos in the in that episode um at the bar, or the which, or the yeah, at the bar, which yeah. was the Toshi Station that that Boba went to, which is where go. But I was going to the Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Oh, okay. Um, that was originally there was a scene that was cut in A New Hope where Luke went to Toshi Station, and the two people there that were like. Just vibe, just chilling and being harassed by the yeah, game yeah. or whatever. Were Luke's friends, uh, Cammy and I can't remember what the other what the other dude's name is, but they were Luke's friends in uh, in A New Hope. That's cool. That is cool. And there's something They're still about still just there on Tatooine. Something's really sad about that. Um, and I I think it's in the novelization. I don't think it was ever like filmed. For the Last Jedi, but it might have been. But in the novelization for the Last Jedi, there's a scene where Luke has a dream where he never became a uh, a Jedi Master and married Cammy and blah 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 blah. So, um, and it could just be because of my my feed. But if you see like clickbait articles about like Luke Skywalker's wife in the Book of Boba Fett, that's what that was. Never, never actually married, but was in a dream, which I guess canonized her after, which I mean, I guess this does firmly canonize her. And then the the fucking terrifying Wookiee. Yeah, who is that? that oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that is a a bounty hunter named uh, Black Kersantan. That's a cool and weird name. Yeah. Um, Kersantan? Mm-hmm. 
K-R-R-R-S-A-N-T-A-N. That sounds like a weird European version of Santa Claus. Yeah. Like the Krampus or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where I'm getting. But yeah, he's from, uh, I think, the Darth Vader comics of like the past few years. Um, I think he's in Dr. Afra, But he's a... Wookie, who's a bounty hunter, who is fucking terrifying looking, and you know that's that's his thing. Right but on. it's it's cool that they're like that they're bringing in things from from like comics and and books and you know connect connecting things and giving characters some some actual actual life on screen. And all of that, so. Yeah. I did find it really gratuitous in the chase scene in episode three where the uh, the misfit teens um, are chasing after the, uh, uh, what is he, the alderman? He's like yeah. the comptroller. Yeah, basically. He's yeah. the under undermayor guy. Um, yeah, undermayor. I think that's the word. <laughs> the vice mayor. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the alternate mayor. He, uh, they, they, they have this like scene where they pass three different droids and it's like an R2 unit, a yeah. C3PO style protocol droid, and one of those little, uh, uh, sandwich, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look like a, um, like a crab. Fucking bop it droids. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they're collapsible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just thought that was really, just really gratuitous, <laughs> but mm. <laughs> it yeah, was fine. I mean, I, I thought it was a little bit weird, even. Some of my coworkers were complaining about uh, all of the other canon lore that they're bringing in because they think that the whole show is only, they're thinking the whole show is only made to set up all these other characters and isn't going to be any good. I mean, I... <laughs> That there'll be no follow-through of any kind? Well, the show's purpose is to sell the streaming service. Right. Yeah. So, like, if it does that well, and, like, I think, like, it may parlay that into the next series the same way The Mandalorian did to this. But I don't know if there's any reason to think that, like... I, I, I don't know. I think we could... I think that's definitely a possibility, and, like... Uh, that's my biggest complaint with Mando season two, is the first half of it is boring and the second half of it is just fucking uh, backdoor pilot. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think that like, or that just like a couple random cameos or like right. a Wookiee character that can't fucking talk are like set up for. For a new yeah. show, and I haven't seen anything in this show yet that feels like okay. There and obviously it's been three episodes. Like they're still establishing this series, and there's really nothing in the first season of Mando that. That's why it's the better season. It it doesn't feel like it's trying to lead you anywhere else. The second one does. I don't get that with this quite yet. 
um, it's like I said, it's certainly a possibility. And if this gets multiple seasons, it'll probably become more and more likely. The black Wookiee is uh, associated with someone who's incredibly big and popular in the Star Wars universe. So you're thinking that that's going to be the connection to a new series. It's apparently the way that it was described to me, and I can't remember the name, is Indiana Jones, but make it Star Wars. That's all of Star Wars, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, yeah. But there's like one specific character that just embodies it, apparently. I don't know, man. Like I said, it's possible, but I feel like if they're going to do that, then they would bring in said character into the show and give them yeah them focus. I guess um, that's their prediction for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's possible, but I don't I think the first season will probably be based on on that. And Mando set up the next few years of um of Star Wars Disney Plus content. So like they don't, they don't really need to to jump off into into anything yet. Plus, you know, fucking um, like iterative deterioration. Boba's already a fucking spinoff. You know, right? You just keep fucking. It's gonna spin off a spinoff. Spinoff of spinoff and spinoff. Yeah. It it'd be Fennec next, right? And then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would want one of those. See, yeah, I no, don't like. I, I like her enough. I like her. En- I like her enough. Um, it would just depend on when it took took place. I would want it to be darker and either be like after whatever we see in this, or be like that period of time, like during uh, the uh, Bad Batch that she's. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, uh, yeah, and complete shot in the dark there. Yeah, gotta give a uh, a letter grade down each episode because I still haven't seen Omega yet. Probably won't ever, but still, yeah, gotta be fair. Um, Are we ever gonna see Omega again? I mean, we'll see her in whenever season two of Bad Batch comes. I out. forgot there was already a season two announced. My bad. Oh yeah, no problem. Um. I mean, I'm going to assume that she's she's literally the same age, right? I guess as Boba Fett. So, yeah, you know, um, assuming that they were both, I know they're both like pure unaltered, but I'm assuming they're both made at the same same time. Um, yeah, I assume that like she's out there somewhere, still around. I can't. I doubt they're going to to kill her off um anytime time soon. So, but I also don't think that they would bring her into a show where she would be in her like mid 40s. Yeah. Because then that ruins any kind of suspense for like yeah. decades worth of storytelling. So, um but yeah, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the fucking biker, fucking <laughs> um, steampunk 
Power Ranger. Oh, it's so edgy. I love I, it. Yeah, it's the most Power Rangers like fucking kitschy, campy, weird, silly thing. Yeah, and I love it. You said it reminded you of. Oh yeah, it reminds me of Shadow Run. Have you ever played any of those or? Sounds familiar, but I don't think so. So, the the biggest release I think they got was a like a a 360 PS3 era shooter game mm-hmm. that was like a it was like Overwatch basically before Overwatch. Word. Um, which I, that's pretty interesting now that I think about it. I think they were the first ones to try that shit. But anyway, um, uh, before that, it's like a tabletop uh RPG. And was also a series of like uh, RPG games in like the DOS era and stuff like that around like Fallout time. Yeah. And uh, it's it's all like body modification and all that shit. Like you know, cyberpunk techno biz. I want to know how they did it. I know how in general, but. Like, the eye being removed, I want to medically know how it happened. I'm very interested <laughs> in that. Yeah, you just, uh, you, t- you take a webcam and you just plug that into the optic nerve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have the right, the right converters. And yeah. <laughs> it can be kind of a pain, though. I mean, Best Buy runs out of them pretty often. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, and you got to get fucking hydraulic fluid for your piston ankle or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. And uh, the arm, yeah, your robot arm that one's pretty f- self explanatory. Mm. It felt very, uh, like R2D2 has rocket boosters now, like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like just the I don't know, the, the prequels, especially uh, two and three, just had like this, like zany like zaniness to them that the originals and the sequels too don't really seem to have and like yeah have some of that like just kind of quirky things i could imagine like seeing it in a live action episode was weird but i could totally imagine seeing that in like rebels yeah or, or yeah. clone wars or something um it does bring up the well, I wonder why, n- like, no one else ever fucking tried this. Like, wh- why we never saw, like, any, like, um, fucking cyborg uh, stormtroopers in the in the sequels or, or whatever. That's a good point. I think that uh, Grievous is the closest thing we get yeah. to this idea. And he's kind of just the full summation. He's, like, the, the extreme. Right version of it maybe they're trying to pass it off as something that younger like teenagers do like how people are like tattoos are of this one young generation yeah 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 Yeah. also lobot yeah yeah he's got body mods lobot he's in uh episode five uh he's lando's like yeah okay butler dude yeah 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 that's fair um you see it rarely but like it's always like visors and shit you saw it a lot in um, fucking Kotor, like oh in, in those sure. games. You yeah. could get, you could put implants in your character and have body mods and shit. I don't know. It's 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 something that like because they never recognize how that might be a uh, cultural issue that it just isn't one. So like 
there's no use fretting about it if somebody has like a robot face or whatever. Yeah. Man, like a yeah, like a hydraulic penis or whatever it is. Yeah, that shopkeeper charging, I guess, a shit ton of money for water. Yeah, the moisture farmer, the yeah. uh, <laughs> Which, what the, the big fuck? time moisture yeah. farmer. But yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, it's it's rare to see. You say what the fuck, but it's gonna be a thing on this planet within the next like fifty years. Oh yeah, no, well that's yeah, not what totally. I meant by. Oh yeah, uh, the just uh, the name killed me. Is what it was. The uh, just just the uh, the concept of of hoarded wealth and like how that actually affects people and that these these teens these robo teens wanted to work but they were just like they had no no way of right. doing it and also. <laughs> They were being exploited by the people that were providing their, you know, <laughs> means for survival, <laughs> the world solvent. Which is no more ridiculous that people, you know, fucking hoard and sell water now than it is, you know, in an imagined space past. Right. Uh, and we get what I'm guessing is one more um, flashback to the to Boba's time with the with the Tuscans. And I like most people was assuming that you know the in the fucking 11th hour Boba would call on his on his Tuscan allies to help with whatever thing was going to happen. No. I was like no, yeah. no, Anakin Im- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> immediately emerged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan called it immediately, and then when he wandered to town, I was hoping he was like, cool, leaving, bye, not, um... Oh, I, I didn't I say it out loud? Oh, all these Tuscans are going to die. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I was talking about forming an attachment to him, and Nolan was like, nah. Yeah. I was just... Because that was the only thing they could really do with them. Yeah. Right? Is either have them come back I- as a... Uh, but I felt like we were getting too much of them for them to persist. Well, I he didn't really have a reason to leave. Unless that's they exactly what yeah. I was going to say. I feel like where we left him at the end of episode two, he had integrated himself into this into the society, and had they not been fucking genocided while he was gone... He probably would have yep. chilled. Yeah, he, that's a, that was his He definitely would have fucked uh, the lieutenant oh, for Tuscan. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And they would have had just the weirdest baby. <laughs> They probably couldn't reproduce like that. <laughs> we did look up what Tuscans look like without a mask on, and I was very terrified. Um, so I was scared I was going to get Rule Thirty Four. <laughs> but um. Oh, I, I was just assuming that was their face. I wasn't even thinking it was. No, they have to wear the things, right? I think that's how they adapted to. Yeah, it's a face mask. Oh, okay. The yeah. So why then to give him a face mask then? That's like what I was wondering too. That's a good point. I think that they're designed a certain way because they don't have like noses like we do. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm sure he would have gotten one eventually. You know. Yeah, he just had a they'd they'd shove a a crab up his ass <laughs> and it would lead him to <laughs> a specific 
yeah, bog where a flower grows that we can make. It was a little unclear to me paint. what specific like species uh, Justin Rogers are. I wasn't sure if they were humans or something, which is also why I was confused about that. I mean, functionally, they're human. You know, they yeah. just have a... All all of the alien races are basically humans. Humanoids, yeah. In a, in a sense, in like a moral sense, you know? I, I do wonder, yeah, for sure on that. I do wonder what the fucking taxonomy yeah. is. Yeah. See? Can you reproduce like with a, with an alien species? Well, humans and Twilights can reproduce. That's for sure, yeah. Because uh, Kanan and fucking... Cut? What's the fucking... Well, yeah, there's, there's Cut and his wife. Yeah. And then, which I think they're not his kids, but they're obviously, they have human in them. Um, and then Kanan and what the fuck is the, uh, in, in Rebels, they've got a kid. So, which means that humans and Twi'leks have to be very closely related. Um. I'm I'm sure that there are other, uh, like human, alien hybrids out there. It didn't yeah. look like the Tuscans had a very young child. It was just like the kid that we saw. Yeah, yeah. but it was also a pretty small tribe. Yeah, and uh, I think they um, probably struggled. Maybe they lived really long. Who knows? Like. Because they, c- they could just have really long gestation periods and really long lifespans. I don't know. I would love to know more, though. Yeah. Which, you the know. The donkey noises. <laughs> I have never gotten over it. You can't, like. <laughs> Matt Berry is the robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God. That. Yes, your honor. (laughs) 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 I I could not get over that. What was his name? T-880? T-808 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, Fucking TR-808, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the robot. Um, Yeah, but we also got a new species to um to humanize dogify yeah um, the rancors yeah like yes. we got a little bit of that in in bad batch but yeah boba's just i want to ride this one <laughs> <laughs> that was I, it adorable. feels like a horse yeah yeah the bantha remark yeah, I could I could see horse. Definitely over dog, I feel like. Yeah. What the fuck did happen to his bantha? Good question. Because he had a bantha. Right. He yeah. just didn't give a shit about the bantha <laughs> as much as this rancor. I mean, I wonder. I, I would guess that, that banthas are, are like bison. Yeah, I was thinking like oxes, yeah. oxen. So fucking he probably ate it. Maybe. That or just let it wander off. Yeah. Sold it. 
endless options. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, died. Cut it open, slept inside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You can do anything <laughs> with the bantha. <sighs> yeah. Well, that, that that was an unceremonious end. Although, maybe it was just the... Um, the uh, the hors d'oeuvres kicking in for me and Serena, but um, we <laughs> were both very affected by the scene of him realizing all of the Tuscans had died. Oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I thought that was, like, really good. There wasn't any dialogue. It was just, like, I don't know. I get I, the comparison to the, like, Native Americans is just so fucking direct yeah. and poignant. Like, it... Their houses look like teepees when they're burned. Like it's, well, there's just a. Well, Tamora Morrison is Maori, and he's in he's indigenous. Yeah, New yeah. Zealand, and he was very like deliberate in working with Lucasfilm and Favreau and everybody on representing that in the in the Tuscan culture. Honestly, so there's a lot of like really honest, um, like indigenous aspects to it. Not yeah. even in just the what what happens but in just the way that they relate to to their world and everything yeah it, it was very beautiful yeah um they got burned and it like it 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 recontextualizes and repaints that moment in in Attack of the Clones, you know, yeah, um, which is always always framed in a uh, in a colonizer's. I mean, the up to this point, our relationship with the Tuscans has been framed from a colonizer's perspective. Yeah, when Luke is attacked by one, right? It's really just looks like it's dancing at him <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, you know, I would also be afraid if someone came at me just dancing at me. Yeah, just started pumping a stick. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Especially making that noise. I just. But then doesn't fucking. Does Obi Wan shoot him? What happens there? Uh, Obi Wan saves Luke, right? Yeah. I think he just makes a noise and it runs off, but I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like, savage beasts. <laughs> <laughs> they roam these sands. But, uh, but yeah, it just compl- it completely recontextualizes because it, you know, the, f- the framing of it makes you think more about, like, what it, what it does to Anakin's state of mind to have done something something like that, as opposed to the actual, like, horror of the act itself. Yeah. That he, like, slaughtered an entire village because his his mom couldn't fucking handle a lizard dying fucking... Right. Like, they're (laughs) all... And, like, the thing is, like, you know, these, these people have been surviving in the harshest environments for however many thousands of years. Of course they're a they're a cold callous society. Like, you know, we can judge them morally, but it's 
it's baked into their their condition that Literally. they would be as like as brutal as as they are. Yeah. They have a s- they have a sense of honor. Like they obviously are willing to accept outsiders that prove that prove themselves. But you know, dead weight is literally the difference between life and death for Oh, can we talk about them. that simp, though, in episode one? He just got destroyed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? When did, who got... Sorry. The, <laughs> the look he had killed me. The, the red alien dude. He was just absolutely into being a prisoner. He, like, sounded the alarm. Oh, he that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't. Okay, yeah, I called him a simp. My bad. Yeah. Right. My B. He um, just like accepts. He lets himself die. Yeah. Rodians. I don't know if Rodians and humans can fuck, or you know. I don't think they should. Fuck. What about Bothans? What are Bothans? Um. I know Bothan spy is a phrase used often. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, a sneaky, perhaps money hoarding. Oh, you think it's. Um. Huh. <laughs> they're fucking <laughs> furries. <laughs> ah. What? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Now I can picture them. Do they have big uh, bunny ears? Is that what it is? Uh, they've got like big like elf ears. You said furries. Let me see what's up here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh. yeah, they're like dog people. Yeah, like dog, dog elf people. Yeah, there's some dog elves for sure. Yeah, I bet they'd make good spies. They have like noses like that. What? <laughs> <laughs> they're nosy, Keith. Yeah. They they differed in facial appearance and <laughs> body structure with canine, feline, and equine features. They were known for being master politicians and spies, craving intrigue and subterfuge. All right. Yeah. Let's mm. see what's all there. It's not anti-Semitic if we take all the anti-Semitic tropes and break them up to different species. Right. Yeah, you know those horse people. <laughs> <laughs> Personality. Bothans are curious, manipulative, <laughs> crafty, suspicious, and even a bit paranoid. They can be irritating, <laughs> but they're also loyal and brave. Uh, <laughs> As I was saying. Yeah. Covered in fur that ripples in response to their emotional state. <laughs> oh, right. All right. I don't know if that part was needed to be included. Uh, I feel like that's the only part that's needed to be included, actually. Yeah, <laughs> the rest is a little bit, it's a little bit I don't specious. I any of that description should have been there. But ripples with their emotions. <laughs> the main quote they assi- they associated with this on fucking uh, this fandom page, this Wikipedia page, is uh, many Bothans died to bring us this information, <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mon Mothma before the Battle of Endor. Huh. Yeah, the shit's silly. So, yeah, I think that, and of course, now we got to deal with the, with the pikes, which look weird in live, in live action. Not weird, just, I don't know, for some reason I picture them being 
different, but they're fish people. They have yeah. very flat faces, which I didn't expect. Yeah. It honestly reminded me of um, the Doctor Who skin lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Moisturize me. Moisturize me. Yeah, that's what they The last human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that, Zach? No. The last human in the Doctor Who universe has, like, uh, bo- modified her body to the point where she is in, a, like, a stretched out face like just like a an elongated like a flat just like a in a stretched out face it's very strange it's just like skin that needs to be perpetually moisturized yeah because she didn't like the way her body looked only her face so she decided to yeah right and i think like the rest of human humanity has been like wiped out for like thousands and thousands of years she's just like it's very strange it's like what are you even really trying to say? Is it about hubris or is it about like vanity or what? No, no. I guess maybe both, but whatever. So, so yeah, that I guess brings us up on on that uh, fucking transitioning to the other uh, topic. Yeah, let's stretch our faces onto Red Dead. Yeah. So, so I got, um, so I got Red Dead 2 for, for Christmas for the PS4, uh, and I was putting off playing it until we got done with our run, but, like, that's gonna be another, like, five weeks, so I played through to catch up this last week, so I played a fucking lot of goddamn Red Dead this last week, and caught up to where we are. And and so I was like, well, I'm gonna put in uh, Bounty Hunter again. Oh, like I thought the controls were were janky when I was going in fresh to it, but my my hands being used to fucking the like run and gun controls of of Red Dead, I d- I died so bad, <laughs> so f- so fast. Your poor horse. Oh no! He was saying in in Bounty Hunter. No, what oh. she's what she's talking about is okay. So I did, I didn't tell you about this, Nolan. Oh. So, you know, I I did the same, basically the same path that I that I did before, um, and I got my uh, my chestnut Arabian and had him through um, uh, fucking road through chapter three. And I was, I had just done the fucking chasing the kids mission at the beginning of, um, of San Denis. And there was this fucking cop who was chasing this dude through, through oh yeah. San Denis. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I follow after. The guy's getting away. Like, he's climbing over a fence. He's about to get away. So I shoot him, thinking that that's, <laughs> like, what a helpful citizen does in that situation, you know, is helps the cop apprehend the criminal. Yeah. No, apparently <laughs> not. Uh, you're damned if you do. You're damned <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> right. Um, God, I always kill that cop. <laughs> like yeah, well, 
I did too. <laughs> and that just caused even more problems. Yeah, some people are just, you just can't work with them. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I was, you know, just making my just little, little escape down. Making my way downtown. Yeah. Down, down San Denis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they threw dynamite or had explosive rounds, which I've never known the cops to have, uh, or if I ran into something, but like horse exploded, dude, I hit like, I hit a cart and like went flying and fucking like kaboom. And Uh, it was one of those oil carts that have like all the, that's what I'm thinking. It probably was. They probably, it was probably an oil cart that they shot. Uh, or whatever, but, but yeah. Well, we stopped him. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, my horse fucking died, uh, which is fine because I went and got the the Black Arabian the the next night. I honestly wish, like, I'm glad al- most of the time that like if your horse dies during a mission, it's it's a failed mission. But for dramatic effect, I do wish sometimes that my horse could actually die during a during a mission. Like when I'm ready to when I'm ready to get a new horse, I honestly just for um like dramatic and like the narrative of it, I'd rather my horse die than, than just be sitting in a stable. For the rest of the game. For rest for the rest of the game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so did all that. Did you shoot him then? <laughs> yeah, I put him out of his misery. Yeah, but that's it's different though. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not the same thing. Like, I. This is for your own good. Because <laughs> like I I have lost horses like that or in like bo- bounty hunter attacks or something. Or something like that, or, um, or whatever, and it's just more impactful to like to not be with a horse, and then you know, so you have to get to get a new one, you know, as opposed yeah. to just like, well, I've had this horse for a chapter and a half, and I want to look at a different colored ass for <laughs> for the next chapter. Although apparently there's a new Arabian. Um, I think it's a it's up in the Wapiti area. Uh, I think it's supposed to be like a brindle or something. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't know. I do. I do love my white Arabian, and I do have to whatever horse I have. I have to get to level four bonding to get the fucking heartbreaking horse scene at the. At the oh end of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll probably just stick with Maple this time. I really love Moonshine. Moonshine's a good horse. Tell me about Moonshine and Ma- Maple. What are the. What are well, I think that there's the one I had the last time we talked about it. Yeah, so same. Okay. It's like, a, it's like a reddish thoroughbred. Word. Mine, it's a racing horse. Um, I don't know. I think it is a thoroughbred as, as well. I it's just a white so. one. Yeah, it's and like it a white with uh, gray splotches. Yeah, it's really pretty. I'll have to take a picture of it. Did yeah. you 
buy them or break them no. <laughs> or steal them. Stole them in a weird way. I was riding up and I crashed into someone and I dealt with all that. I go around another corner mm-hmm. and here comes a gigantic wagon and then two people who randomly decided to start shooting at me. Yeah. So I killed them and after they've already taken most of my health and I'm already like they've heard my other horse to where I thought I had to revive it. Mm-hmm. And um, they their horses just just stay there. And so I was trying to let them go, but Moonshine didn't leave, and so I hopped on it. And nice. Yeah. But I stole the saddlebag stuff first. Didn't get kicked? Y- yeah, I got kicked twice, maybe. Huh. But I didn't die. Oh. If you, like, pet it six times, normally good. I'm good. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, do the bonding. Yeah. So it can just go yeah. on its own. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay, horse. I know I killed your yeah. your owner. Well, it's there were originally three of them, and the third one got hit by the cart that was barreling around the corner and died. Oh. The horse was fine, but the dude just, the horse got knocked over, dude was dead. Good. Hmm. All right, then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I usually don't try a second time after they kick me when I try to search the, s- the saddlebags. They just get yeah. mad. Yeah, I just shoot them. Yeah. No, like, they'll kick me. Moonshine, I didn't, I pet once and then searched it. Both sides, nothing. Did mm. not kick me. It was the other horse that kicked me twice. And it was beautiful as well, but it was also a bitch. <laughs> so. Uh. What missions did we go over this time? Gorma. Just the entire. Oh, <laughs> yep. Old Gorms. <laughs> oh, man. Come up into Island. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Treasure planet. But the treasure, word treasure is in quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> the treasure is tuberculosis. Or I meant treasure island. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so we've talked a lot throughout this of, you know, at what point is the point of no return for, for Arthur, but we're there now. Yeah. Like, health-wise, Arthur is going to, yeah, he's gonna die. For sure. You can't really come back from that kind of abuse when you got the TB. And all that humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, activated it. Yeah. And just like getting severely beaten yeah. again. Yeah. Probably not doing a lot for him. Surprised he didn't die there, honestly. Well, also just beginning of Gorma, the shipwreck. Yeah, yeah. This whole like, yeah, having to swim. This whole incident, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, I completely forgot that there were there was water in his lungs, whenever he. Went through everything in the case of activating the right. tuberculosis when we talked about it. Right. Yeah. I forgot his lungs did have water in them as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I guess it depends on your play style and all of that, but I can't imagine that from here to end game is any more than a month at the most, you know? Yeah. And 
for him to be, I mean, not really showing any major signs other than just a, a stronger cough to that. I mean, tuberculosis is an incredibly deteriorating disease, but not that rapidly. Yeah, like you can most get people taken yeah. within three days. Right, but it's like you'd ha- those three days would have had to have been like the worst, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Because we did the math one day. We looked it up and everything, and it was. And if you were in a very very humid climate, and you got hospitalized, you were normally, like the average was three days to two months in like the most humid areas so at one point whatever a time you have to go to the hospital it's yeah, yeah. well also yeah your health before you got it too I, I think has a lot to do with yeah. it for sure and um you know like where that line is of hospitalization probably a lot higher back then yeah like yeah like the people who went to the hospital for for TB were probably the ones that were going to die in the and the sickest yeah sickest from it mm-hmm. you know a lot of people lived with it for for years way longer than than Arthur Arthur did and th- like we've talked about before there's question of how long he could have survived with it up until this point but yeah the ab- the abuse is too is too heavy and too consistent for him to have any chance of of getting better at at this point. Um, and and we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's since we're actually here, it's um, it's interesting that we that we got these that this group of people is who we got on the on the island with with Arthur basically our our antagonists at least within the gang itself for for both games um don't really get much obviously we have to save save Javier and all of that but there's really not that much like characterization with Javier or or Bill um but there's quite a quite a bit with Dutch this yeah. this chapter. You get all that time with him walking up to uh, to save Javier. Like yeah. Just in general, you get a lot of uh He kills that lady. That old lady. Yeah. That does try to stab him, but like he didn't need to do that. No, and I, I think that that is the first truly unjustified murder that we are privy to. Yeah. Cause we At least w- we can see. Right, that's what I mean. Like, because we know about Heidi McCourt on the on the boat, but we don't know exactly how that went down or why Dutch did it or what was going through his head or whatever. And we see Bronte, and, yeah, d- Dutch is brutal and ving- vindictive, but there there is a, like... A rationalization for that and right. everything. And if anybody deserves it, you know, it's right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's different with Gloria and Arthur. Notices that. 
Um, it is one where I prefer the um, the low honor version of that scene. Why? Uh, I just like Arthur's line better. Uh, and in the high honor, you know, Ar- Arthur says, you know, you going to strangle me next? And in the low honor, he says, well, maybe we've all just gone rotten. That is a good line. Yeah. Um, the other one kind of makes him seem like a bitch. Like he just let it happen. Right. <laughs> um, that is fair. And there is that really subtle moment where, like when when he when Dutch strangle strangles her, and Arthur's like, "Well, what the hell did you do that for?" Dirty old crone, but you killed her. Like when she was gonna betray us all, couldn't you tell? No, I got some Spanish. She was fast forward like a minute after that. So how'd you know she was going to betray us? What'd she say? It was in her eyes. The way she was shifting about. But you said you knew Spanish. Yeah. Like, that <coughs> it, That was one of like one of the first things that really stuck out, stood out to me. I remember the first time playing. As I was, like, slowly dawning on me how, like, Fair rich line. the story was. Um, was. Was just that little, like, okay, I'm not going to push it. But I know you're full of shit. Like, yeah. Um, and we're we're getting more of that from Arthur here, who is well loyal to Dutch in this moment. As far as he has to be, they ha- all have to be loyal to each other to get out of this of this situation. But you know, it's honor among thieves. Kind exactly. Of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but, you know, when we first get there, or not when we first get there, when we, after Javier gets captured and, uh, and Hercule helps them get away and to their little hideout spot, for once, Dutch seems genuinely remorseful in that, in that moment. I'm, like... Um what else does he say? He he just says it's it's after um he tells he tells Arthur to to look into the the situation or whatever and Arthur's like, I need to get some rest and he's like, You're right. I've had a long couple of days. I'm so sorry, boys. And the he actually sounds in his voice like he actually like and I believe that Dutch Dutch was. I don't think that. I think Dutch is a narcissist. I don't think Dutch is a sociopath. Like I don't think that Dutch is incapable of having empathy or, or caring. And right. whether he realizes it or not, the his experience in Guarma. And what he sees going on in Guarma, validates his position. Uh, you know, on the U.S. government and, yeah. and everything. Yeah, certainly. And I, I do find it interesting. We'll get into this uh, over the next couple weeks as we, you know, get into the, the stuff with the Wapiti. But 
and it could be because of once again the necessity of survival and all that or or it could be because of seeing the brutality so firsthand but dutch's behavior with uh here seems a lot more noble than you know than the uh way that he uses the wapiti in the final in the final chapter like there seems to be a lot more understanding and acting on a sense of 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 solidarity yeah. with the with the guarman people. Yeah. It has a, like a, a lot of the same vibes as like a lot of retellings of the Haitian Revolution with without as many um of the uh like slavery uh you know beats as what you know happened in real life. Yeah. But just that 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 stage of conflict is all really strange because you're like you're so deep into like colonization that even the people that are rebelling are in some ways deeply uh, uh, affected and uh, created by the culture of the colonial world, and I so it shows how that's like it's not just a uh, a conflict between cultures; it's actually just a uh, how dominance plays out in all aspects. I think that there is that'll be a major topic if we do the first game we get to Mexico. Oh yeah. Oh totally. Yeah. I do wish that the the game confronted the brutality of Guarma more. Like it's hardly really brought up again like after after we get yeah. get back. But like Seeing, like, the the gears of of the machine, you know, seeing the 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 brutality that's that's tucked away that that powers the um, clean civil society that you know, um, fucking Milton is, and um, fucking uh, Cornwall are so invested in in maintaining like i said it it validates <coughs> their their critique and and judgment of of the US state because it's far more brutal than anything that dutch or even like como driscoll could could think of or yeah. or enact right it's just it's just out of sight and out of out of mind uh it's and it's interesting to see uh an industrial scale war with such a pre modern like aesthetic to it you know like it's that is true. like that the ending ending battle and all of that with yeah. the sh- with the ship and all of that yeah is the early artillery and mm-hmm you know, wooden ships and fucking iron ships and and the even in just its its structure, the like the totality of of modern modern warfare, you know, long gone. Um, well, at this point, not not very long. 
are are the days of fucking you know lining up the infantry and any kind of sense of of honor in in right. battle. Yeah. It's no, we have the bigger guns and you know and and human labor as including um like soldiering or or whatever has fully become commodified where it's it's not an issue of of having people loyal or or dedicated there's always everyone has a price and there's enough money to buy enough people to to keep keep them coming like they're not like they're not going to stop because there's there's always money to to buy more as uh, as Hercule tells tells Arthur yeah eventually that becomes coercive as opposed to incentivizing whenever production can't keep up yeah so the volunteer military is then really just like the only people that get like some kind of uh social safety net and even then it's not robust enough to really be that much but at least you know you'll probably have your health care and education paid for maybe you can help well education probably but you know who knows how many people you'll have to kill or if you're a woman if you'll get sexually assaulted it re- it removes military service from politics to the realm of consumption. Yeah. <coughs> because if if it's a, a draft or a conscription model, then anytime there's a war or whatever uh, military action, then every you know able-bodied person in their 20s or younger or everyone with any investment in an able-bodied person in their 20s has a vested reason <coughs> to uh, to n- at least know what's going on and, you know, to oppose or support the action. But if it's just voluntary, then, well, yeah, it sucks that we're over there, but no one's making making the boys sign up. They do what they, do what they, what they want to do, you know. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Um moving on, I find fighting Fusar is like the most boss battle thing in like this entire fucking fucking game. Um it's like okay, we well we cleared out all those grunts. Oh Fusar's es- escaping. Let's go let's go hunt him down. Arthur, get on the cannon and and shoot him and like <laughs> it's yeah. just I, I'm su- I'm surprised the health bar didn't right didn't yeah. pop up yeah it felt very video gamey yeah yeah Gorm as a section kind of just feels very video gamey it's uh in terms of like the actual gameplay you do not yeah, like the story true. Uh, there's one another one of those scenes where you're all in a Mexican standoff, and you have to yeah. shoot somebody. <laughs> I've never fucked that up. Does is there like a whole scene if you fuck it up? Um, or is it just like 
if you yada yada die, does he, does he fail? Yeah, you just die oh, basically. Shit. Like if you shoot the wrong person, then the other one shoots you. And <laughs> or if you like point. don't move fast enough. Yeah, I've never had that, but it's it's a slow scene anyway. I've n- but I've never like not. It's always been because I was too quick, and before it gives the option to throw the gun to the guy on the floor to the to the captain. I shoot Fusar or the other dude and then get shot myself. Um, But yeah, we're finally finally getting out of there. And and Arthur says, you know, we've been on the run for a while now and it feels like our luck has turned. And it ain't turning back. We had a good run of it, I guess. He's finally actually accepting it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I I think that um like Arthur was ex- has been accepting of the end for a long time. He talks about it with with John in Valentine. He he talks about it with Mary in Saint Denis, but I think this is the point where, even though he doesn't know what's wrong with him, Arthur knows something's going on, and he's going to be lucky if he can even fulfill the promise to himself to get the people he cares out cares about out before before his end. And he just barely does. Yeah, I mean. Does really? No. Does he? Not like really. But as he would see it. Yeah, he gives them a chance. But again, we'll we'll get to that. Be a, a lot of deep introspection on that in the next next few weeks. Um, even Javier is uncharacteristically realistic about their about their situation as they're yeah. coming back on the on the boat. Yeah, this. Why do you say uncharacterly realistic? Um, oh, he is usually just like immediately down with that too. Yeah, he? yeah. Javier is very is very loyal and is very blind to like to what's going on. But he's like, and it could you know like it could be because of what he just went through that he's a little bit a little bit shaken up. I'm sure that's most of it. But yeah, generally it seems like he just doesn't want to think about it. Yeah. He'd rather sit by the uh, fire and sing a song. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty good. Javier's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good at that thing, ain't he? <laughs> Dutch. That, that thing. <laughs> Dutch, nobody there is judging you for being willing to kill for your family. They, as in Arthur, are judging you for using that as an excuse to to kill haphazardly and and yeah. wantonly. But we'll deal with with that more in the in the future times. Did you? Uh, well, two questions. First of all, um, how was overall? How was? Playing Guama for you because now you've watched him 
play it, but it's a different thing to. It. I w- okay, I thought you were going to ask me what my favorite part was, and it was just, I nothing was my favorite. No, it was just no, I. It was, it was just, it was brutal, but I really liked how it was done. Yeah. Story-wise. Um, I guess that's the best way to sum it up. Right. Because oh, it's sure. kind of been how I've been judging the game since we are doing the pod about it is just story-wise, do I like this or do I not? Right. Yeah. Um, and with the, like, it's probably not as impactful with, like, the pacing that we've been doing on th- on the pod. But as much as I hate, gu- like, the experience of, of Guarma, it is, like... It's a bit of a shock to the system in a good way. It's a quick flow. Yeah. It's a quick flow. Um, there's no exploration. There's, like, there's really, you're just trapped in what you're, in what you're doing. And, you know, I think it's a big part. And obviously the, the story lends itself to it. But I think that's a big part of why the sixth chapter always feels more open. You know, and all and always oh. feels more. Uh, yeah, you, you finally have just like complete free reign story wise to be pretty much anywhere. Right, like the gangs, the gangs broken down. It makes sense why you wouldn't spend as much time at camp. Um, missions are are all over the place. There's a lot of of back content mm-hmm. or like side content to to do and catch up on. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that has as much impact if you don't have that forced moment to to both slow down but also just barrel through, like, some of the most grueling points in the game. Like, uh, And second question, when you got back, I meant to tell you this, but I figured by the time that I thought you already played through it. Um, did you remember to grab a horse when you were in um, Van Horn or did you walk all the way back to San Denis? I walked. <laughs> oh. Which was fine. Which I also do have a save. I think I could redo it. I don't personally care. I don't know if you... Because you can just replay the mission, but I don't know... If it'll start you back in Van Horn or where it'll start you from. So the issue with that is I had to go to work, so I didn't close out the game or anything, and I haven't reopened it since, so there's a solid chance that it has me right at the end of Guarma. Okay. Hopefully, since, like, those string together. But I had started to walk back. Yeah. Um... That sucks because one of the, and I can't believe that it's like, it's a steal a horse or you'll miss it kind of moment, but uh, that's the only part of the game where it plays unshaken. It plays like the whole song if you ride a horse oh. all the way back to, uh, to San Denis. That's cool. Yeah. I was watching something cool. while I was playing and just trying to vibe whenever it got to the end of Guarma, so I was like, I'm fine. And honestly, that's that's a big part for me of like of setting the tone for 
for the final chapter is is that moment. It's it's a lot like the uh, the that's the way it is scene at the at the end, but it's not broken up by like dialogue flashbacks. It's just Arthur riding through the through the night and long journeys like that. I always use cinematic mode because I'm lazy, um, and it's just much easier to avoid running into trees when I'm not yeah, controlling. Right. Um, so that's just one of those awesome little cinematic moments. But we get back to fucking uh, to Shady Bell, and we find the the letter that Sadie left us. How long did it take you to find the letter? Well, like I said, I shut the game off because I had to go to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then yeah, you prob you didn't finish the mission, so yeah, you probably. Oh, okay. You said I just kind of was like, okay, I'm at Agorma. I gotta go. Yeah, you gotta at least get through the. Which, like I said, you may have to play. The last mission or two in Gorma. If you s if you saved it the last chance that you got a chance to before that whole fucking thing, you may have to replay those. Um, That's fine. But ho hopefully you can just just start back at at leaving Gorma. I'm not sure. I what honestly Shady does in those like <coughs> like string missions. I think they do save in string, like doing the string There's missions. Cause yeah, I checkpoints, I think. Yeah, because I've definitely had the PlayStation shut off and not had to restart a huge thing before. Okay. But I don't think either of us have touched it since then, so it may just be in rest mode. Work. Um, okay, then, then yeah, we'll talk about getting back to the camp and all of that next week. But that is when Sadie leaves? Um, yeah, uh, when you get back to, to Shady Bell, nobody's there, and there's a note from, from Sadie telling you where, where they went to, and... I think she refers to you as Uncle Tacitus or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, if. Yeah, arriving at Van Horn starts the Dear Uncle Tacitus mission. So hopefully you'll just start from there if you if you have to have to restart. But yeah, so we're we're in the end game. Now, um, yeah, I don't have really much more to to say about about Guarma. As as you said, it's fast and brutal. It's kind of it's something that just happens to you, you know. Yeah. So it's you don't really have any control. It's just it just goes. So there's. There's not. I don't have much of an opinion because I didn't get to really make choices and stuff. Right. So uh, next week, uh, I guess we're gonna visit the doctor and uh, and go on a hot air balloon ride. Oh, I forgot about that. Right? Is that the? Yeah. 
that's the first one that you do with baby, I think. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> you might. I'm not sure what which missions open up at first or or when we're able to do um, Hamish and and Charlotte and all of those all those kinds of things. But we're we're finally here in the in the last days of of Arthur Morgan. And uh and of course we'll talk about episode 4 of Boba Fett. And um I don't think of anything else that we need to cover. We haven't covered um, if you guys get a chance to watch Spider-Man, watch it. If you guys get a chance to watch Hawkeye, watch it. <laughs> Surprisingly, being on Tumblr, I have not been spoiled with anything. That is surprising. Vague, like, um, people will say that the two main girl characters in Hawkeye are gay for each other. I mean... That's what Tumblr does, though, right? Right. Yes. Kind of the whole point of... Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Hawkeye, is that people ship them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, there was a a tweet on um on Ruby, and but it just confirms we already know that we'll get the new season sometime this year. The fact that they're not putting a date on it makes me doubt a spring release, and maybe summer, but probably fall. Um, and we're getting Kenobi and Bad Batch season two and all that this, this year, but. That's okay. That's a lot. Yeah. I forget what all we're, all we're getting on, on that end and then on the, the Marvel end, but I imagine we'll be getting another, um. Disney Plus day or what the fuck ever in the next few weeks and figure out what that what out that all is going to be. But yeah. What's um, a Disney Plus day? What are you talking about? The f- just the in fucking in investor day where they announce all of the oh. the different shows and movies gotcha. that are coming out for the next couple years. Um. But no. We'll be here, unless it's boring and we don't want to talk about it. In which case, I'm not going to even cover it. But <laughs> we'll still be here. <laughs> we'll still be here. Yeah. Just may not be talking about that one thing. We're uh. Ho- hopefully, because there's probably like I want to say what nine I'm guessing episodes of of Boba, which should put us right about to the end of of Red Dead. I'm not sure how we'll handle the uh the epilogue cuz like they're paced a lot differently than the than the main story is. Yeah. But we'll probably have I'd like to have a couple episodes of of free space in there in there somewhere since before we have to jump on to another 
series after after Boba Fett, and and I don't know what will after Red Dead after we're done with Red Dead Two and done with the epilogue. Um, I don't know what we'll do with a with a long form kind of interaction like like that because I have enjoyed I and it's my fault um but I I have I do feel like sometimes we haven't gone as like in depth on the analysis as we could have on the epi- on the on the missions and on like the state of the characters and all of that but we cover most things broadly across the board, and I've enjoyed like talking about the game and looking at it from an analytical perspective. And as I play it, like thinking about like what I'm going to, what we're going to talk about when we get to it. So I'd like to do something um, like that again after we get done with with this game. Um, And we could do the first one, although it's just very different, and I'd have to get you guys a a copy of the of the first game, so we could both play it at the same time. Is it on the PS3? Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can. Maybe. Oh, that's another thing. I have your PS3. There's that too. I wouldn't like if we could get the capture card from from Aaron. I would like to just just play it together and stream it and talk about it as we're as we're playing the game. You know, would be the most efficient way without yeah having a second uh, PS3 and copy of the game. But we'll get to that in a couple of months. But if there's a game or something, I mean, I. I guess we could do we could do Last of Us. Doesn't have as much much exploration obviously, but that might be a good thing pod wise like because it really can't do that much exploration in this playthrough of Red Dead because my exploration may be entirely different to yours and Goose's. So like We did already do like overviews of both Last of Us games. Yeah. Um Nolan was replaying it though, and it's watching it again is weird. Yeah, I was playing it on the hardest difficulty though, so I wasn't making a lot of progress. Um, it's a lot. I- it's still easier than the first game, but it's not uh, easy. Because the one you're playing, if you get shot once, you're done, right? Pretty much. It's like. It's still, you know, unrealistic in that, like, you can get shot twice and then, like, rub your forearm with a bandage and you're yeah. fine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you, if you like, run out, uh, like, in front of somebody and they have a gun, like, you know, you should get shot and die. Like, yeah. it's, it's really, uh, it's really challenging. You have to really get the jump on people. Plus the dogs are... And space everything out. And yeah, and you're yeah. getting hunted by dogs who can, like, track you. And fucking, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Honestly, <laughs> just thinking about it, it's so hard. It's so cool. <laughs> I 
Uh, we'd have to get you guys a copy of that. I'd be down to talk about the Insomniac Spider-Man. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, Steven had it on uh, the PS4 whenever we were, like, uh, sharing one when we lived together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I played Miles Morales, obviously, recently. But, uh... There's a sequel coming out, is there not? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We may just all need to play that one. I don't think that's going to be out for another couple of years, though. Really? Yeah. I oh. Think at least 2023. I thought it was coming out sooner. I think it's wild, but you know how games are. Yeah. I really want to play that fucking Wolverine game. It's coming out. Yeah. Damn. There was a... Um, there was a Hulk game that kind of had the uh, the same uh, vibe as like Spider-Man 2 and the Insomniac Spider-Man game. I didn't know there was a Hulk game. There's There's been a few. Um, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Destruction, I think it was called. But um, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, something like that. Um, Ultimate Hulk Destruction? Uh, Ultimate Destruction or Unleashed or something like that. Are you saying ultimate or Hulkamit? <laughs> Hulkamit destruction. Yeah. Gotcha. No, uh, yeah. And uh, you could do shit like rip a car in half and turn it into a pair of metal boxing gloves. and That's cool. Like slam the ground so hard that it did like this like n- nuclear explosion, explosion style mm-hmm. thing. That was a fucking great game. I don't know why that didn't get a sequel or kind of an update or anything like that. It was very, it was very s- absurd, and the story was absolute dog shit. But <laughs> it was still fun. I almost got. Uh, I've got a hundred in all of the um, bonus, the DLC missions. I've still got a few things left to do in the main mission. I've got. I think I've got all of. The costumes in Spider-Man, except for the the last one that you get when you 100% everything. Yeah. Um. I think I 100%ed the first one. Did I? Did I? I don't know. I 100%ed Miles. I'm not usually 100 percenter. See, I. I'm finding it a lot harder. To I don't feel as much in incentive, with. With Miles as I do with uh, with the original game, and I also don't find like the replay value of Miles as strong as I did with the with the first game. Like it's been a minute since I I played it, but not that long. But I enjoyed like I put it back in after I watched uh, No Way Home, and I like was not expecting to enjoy playing through the story again as much as I did on the first game but yeah i haven't like i've gone like maybe a quarter or halfway through miles's game and we talked about this after you played it but i don't find like the the story as impactful or as like as well done in miles's or as like emotionally uh hooking as as the one in the 
in the first game. Yeah. I still really enjoyed it. I, I thought enjoyed it, yeah. I thought there were a lot of good characters, a lot of good conflicts. It's just that, uh, yeah, and it feels like it didn't get the time. Like the the length of the narrative, maybe? It is very maybe? short. It is very short. Yeah. But then, like, the like the Black Cat mission or the Silver Sable yeah. side mission are just as short, if not shorter, yeah. than the Miles mission. But I thought that those were were perfectly executed and knew the space that they needed to operate in and, you know, and did so effectively. It may just be a, um, like, just Miles is that newer character. There's not enough, there's not as much written about the uh, auxiliary characters. Yeah. And, like, the, the inventions that it has within the the world are, like, there's a lot more things that are unique to, like, the video games. Yeah. Than in the uh, Spider-Man uh, canon. Well, well, like, with what's her name? His Finn. Yeah. Like, I feel like there could have been more there. There, like I feel like there was potential. Yeah. With with that, but the way it was, I, f- I was feel executed, like I feel like fell short to me. Yeah, there wasn't enough time after the realization of her being the uh, what the tinkerer. tinkerer. No, the, the tinkerer. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, there w- there wasn't enough time with that knowledge for like the conflict to build it was just like a realization and then the the final like battle sort of ensues after that well i don't think there's enough time beforehand like before you know i don't think there's enough time to endear to the character i don't know i got a good sense of who they were to one another before that it's it feels like they are trying to bookend it with the uh the science museum yeah, I thought that was pretty strong. It's just that I don't know. It just doesn't feel again. It's it's like in in any direction, it feels constrained a little bit. It just is yeah. just like this is a main line story that feels like a DLC. Yeah, but I mean, it's still I I still really liked it. I thought Miles' voice was strangely sophomoric for how developed of a person he is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's like a six foot tall dude who's talking like fucking timmy turner <laughs> yeah plus i don't like the facial animations they have in miles morales i don't know i think it's really good i think the it's just for you it, it just is an uncanny valley thing it's in the eyes man it is in it's the always eyes. in the <laughs> eyes that's yeah that's what's creepy about like that really first s- like 3d animation stuff because eyes are completely static. They're just like, yeah. they're facing whatever direction they're facing. Unless it's like, you know, like a triple A property. And then you get a little bit of movement. Like I remember um, in the N64 era, like when Mario would like look at the cursor mm. in Super Mario 64, that was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and you could like, you like pull on his nose and like slap him or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. So once again, as always, like, subscribe, follow, comment, uh, share, tweet, stalk, whatever you do on the on the internet places that you happen to be. Um, 
and you can find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and certainly other podcast places that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, <laughs> we've got a YouTube channel that has videos on it. You know, it's uh, it's like Boomerang. It's like Boomerang you don't have to pay for. N- nothing on there is new or fresh, but there's there's something like comforting about about that, about like yeah. watching uh, YouTube videos of of yesteryear. Yeah. A bygone era. A bygone a bygone era. It's nice to just put in the background and hear just people talk about. Yeah. It's all yeah. coming back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um I do have a plan for a an April Fools uh video essay. I have enough time to do that. So hopefully there'll be something new by April, but you know, probably not. Um <laughs> And you can listen to to the sounds of music on Spotify. Get some Be Good Elliot. Get some Foxes. Um, you can get some Heart Shaped Boxers on Bandcamp. Uh, there's a little bit of you got one song on Spotify, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of Maple <laughs> on Spotify, but there'll be a lot more uh, in the next six months or so. So be looking forward to that. If you really want to go to a deep dive, you can find some some PSB on MySpace and Reverb Nation when the servers are up. And you can catch Be Good Elliot live on January 29th in St. Louis at The. The Hammer and Anvil. Yes. Um, what a neat name. Wait, is it just The Anvil? It's one of them. <laughs> the hammer, the anvil, or the just go to, go to the anvil. go to the be good Facebook again. It'll as have you f- as you are following the be good Facebook page, you know about this. But just in case you missed it, yeah, um, might see you there, might not. Uh, with the um, you know million cases and St. Louis having been a hot spot for like the entirety of the pandemic, I'm a little bit scared. Me too. Of going and doing really anything publicly yeah. at the at the moment, but uh, um, but we'll see. We're vaccinated. Um, yeah, but that's yeah. Omicron doesn't give a fuck if you're vaccinated. Right. At all. You just are less likely to be put on a ventilator. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You won't die. You'll still get it though. And yeah. or you're less and likely to die. Just finding more and more about how fucking fucked long COVID is yeah. is going to be. Uh, and I I saw a um, a thread that put it in context that I didn't fucking think about uh, was you know the the Spanish flu ended in the early 1920s and had a lot of debilitating side effects. And, you know, like the first people that the Nazis systematically purged were the disabled. And how much of that, like, high disability in the population was because of the, the residue of the, of the Spanish flu yeah. and, like, the people that survived that. And, you know, we're already normalizing a, a eugenical response 
to the to the virus. Right, being anyway. like good when people get it, yeah. as though it's a moral failing. Right. So, um, you know, and I didn't, I didn't go to my friends, and I was right to, because apparently people there, um, have have it and were just fucking vibing without a mask on, um, so. Um, I didn't go to my friend's funeral because of paranoia about that, so I don't know if I'll go to the show. But if I don't see you guys there, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I just don't want to die necessarily. In that way. In that way. Um, but, no, it's safe. I'll take whatever you got at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already had COVID. No, I just meant, like, death-wise. Oh. <laughs> as long as it's not my fault. You know, having dealt with actual, like, real, tangible grief in the last week, I just really cannot be bothered to care about another fucking, um... Oh, Bob Saget dies? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't care about fucking Betty White. I don't fucking care about Bob Saget. I mean... I, I hate I'm Full House. I fucking hate <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't like Full House, and I don't like uh, I think it's funny in some videos. I like to stand up fine, but even so, like we were just watching somebody talking about this. I think it was Ari Shafir or something. But how like even if you like respect and admire the person that died, you I mean like it's nauseating to go online and be like I'm the most upset. It's me. Right. <laughs> like. I'm I'm the one who cared the most. Look at my my shining heart and my ability to care for a person I saw on TV. <laughs> uh. It's just not something that I think we should cuz like we uh, there's so much death you're overlooking and focusing in on like people who again, yeah, you just saw them on TV and that's right. the only reason you know who they are or even kind of care. I saw one that was like the, the Bob's Bob Saget hosted YouTube on TV every like every week. And I was like, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Like that America's ho funniest home videos is like oh gotcha that that yeah. And what I f I find just so just egregious about that is just like really that's. That's ultimately what YouTube comes comes down to is just fucking yeah fucking cat videos and, and like toddlers hitting their dads in the crotch yeah. with a, a fucking uh, wiffle ball bat. Like God, no wonder our culture is so fucking damned. Oh my God, America's funniest home videos. It was never something like really good either. Mm -mm. You know. <laughs> But it was family TV. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. No, rip in hell or what the fuck ever. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked Bob Sag. It's fine. It's, what, it's whatever. I, I truly don't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what a better way to, to go. You know, yeah. Than to, than to not be remembered. By goo. <laughs> <laughs> Died alone in a hotel room in Orlando. Apparently, there's no foul play, though. Allegedly. Yeah? Yeah. 
He just died in his sleep? Uh, I guess. I They're getting, like, autopsy and, like, toxicity reports. <laughs> but uh, apparently it wasn't drugs. Really? I, don't, I don't know how true that is. It's right. Just yeah. Uh, uh, Middle-aged celebrity hotel usually means drugs. Right. If it's Florida, it's co- if it's meth. If it's Vegas, it's cocaine. And it's always either Florida or Vegas. It could be fentanyl anywhere, though. Yeah, it could be fentanyl anywhere. Um, I think he... Uh, I'm I'm thinking it's a David Carradine situation. But he died in his bed, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, there, there's that. What happened to him? Uh, he uh, autoerotically asphyxiated himself. Oh. He's the guy from Kung Fu. He's the guy who played the... Yeah, no, I get it, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a white guy just playing a Chinese dude. Just the weirdest thing. <laughs> so if, uh... <laughs> <laughs> they if didn't give a fuck. <laughs> if, you, if, you know how, if you know how Bob Saget died, let us know in the, in the comments below. Um... But yeah, we'll see you guys next week with more fandom nonsense and another dead celebrity, probably. Bye.